0: The Tennis Gambling Podcast and Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by the College Experience. Get ready for the college football season by checking out all 131 college football team previews. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash cfb. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash cfb and welcome everybody to the tennis gambling podcast here at the sports gambling podcast network i'm your host scott Shell, and joining me as always is my co-host sam jacob and together we're going to break down the semifinals and give out our predictions of the cincinnati tournament but of course sam was not here for the first episode mostly because of how late the lines actually came out sam nice to have you how's it going
1: uh, I'm back. I'm back in business. Uh, I know you gave out my pick uh, for the tournament. So it was a future, right? You gave out that top half I'm, of the bracket.
0: Yeah, I mentioned it. I believe the price I set on the show was minus 135. So far, you still have Medvedev, which is what you wanted. So that's a solid put. Po- you either got Medvedev or Sisi So you got yourself a pretty solid spot there. As for the picks I gave out, it uh, was good. was not good. Uh, I had Musetti beating Chorich, and Chorich is in the semis. In my defense, he was playing some terrible tennis leading up to this tournament, and he was also battling a bunch of injuries, and yet he looks great now. So I got that one wrong, and I had Karatsev minus two and a half games as my dog against Schwartzman, and I believe plus one uh, plus one fifteen. and I was at a point where I needed him to win the third set. The games were taken care of. He just had to win the set, and he did not. So I went 0-2 there uh besides that though i know that those were my picks i gave out on the air and i mentioned yours you and you have you had any personal plays during the course of the week and have has the tournament been going well for you so far
1: uh I, i've been on and off i think i'm breaking I'm pretty much breaking even minus the juice with the book um i had medvedev early on who steered me in the right direction but i also took uh, one match that was a decent plus money, but it ended up not working out in my favor. I actually I took um Demon Hour to beat Augur. I know we said that um we've said in the past Augur's been playing pretty well, but you never know with him. And Demon Hour's been actually playing pretty well, so I- I've pretty much broken even this tournament. Um, but I still have my long future there the top half of the bracket at minus 135 which is what I put my most of my money on so we'll wait and see on that but that looks very good especially with the loss of Alcaraz today and us knowing how Medvedev uh, plays against Nori uh, it looks like a pretty good deal for me as long as Medvedev beats Sitsipas, I have Medvedev in the final I think I'll just be fine
0: and we know that Medvedev has kind of dominated against Tsitsipas as well throughout their entire careers. So Medvedev is a favorite there. But before we actually get into the breakdowns for the semis, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. Thinking of joining WinBet, now is the perfect time because new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. If you're betting on baseball, then you have to check out WinBet for their reduced juice on baseball games, which makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, the WinBet casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Win also just released their first quarterback with five touchdowns prop bet. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. All for subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Odds Trader. On this podcast, I've mentioned time and time again the importance of shopping your wines. And while it might be annoying, Pull up several books to find the best line available for you. It takes a lot of effort. And luckily for us, Odds Trader does the work for you because OddsTrader is the perfect place to compare odds from all the major sports books in one central location. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sportsbooks to get the best deal when you initially sign up. The app provides you with player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed. Bets possible. It also has a bet tracker feature so bettors can keep records of all their games and betting activity. Go to OddsTrader.com blue wire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all of your game day bets. And welcome back, everybody, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. For when I'm break, we kind of briefly recapped what we thought so far of the tournament and how our plays did uh, from the last episode since I kind of mentioned Sam's pick at the end, but I do want to briefly talk at least about how we got to this point, mostly involving the, uh, the quarter matches that were really, really good yesterday. It started off slow, and then it kind of picked up at the end because you had two really competitive matches. One was the second match. The other one was the fourth, but Medvedev beat Fritz in straight sets. Fritz probably should have taken the first set, but Medvedev ended up Uh, avoiding all of the break break points that he had to face. And then he also ended up serving well in the breaker, won that uh, 7-1 and then won 6-3 in the second set. Then you had the crazy match in the early afternoon, which was between Sitsipas and Isner, which Tsitsipas ended up winning. Went three sets, very competitive. Isner eventually got broken in the third And that was all she wrote. Then you had Chorich, who ended up beating Felix. I know we didn't go on air for it. I did like Chorich in that match, mostly just because Felix, as a favorite, kind of scares me. He did look very good against Sinner in the second and third sets in the previous round. But Chorich is really cooking right now, and it kind of came out of nowhere. But he did very well in 1-6-4-6-4. And then you had Absolute Chaos in the final match with Nori taking on Alcaraz. And it was seven six six seven six four. 6 Alcaraz was kind of shaking out his right leg in the third set. Ended up taking some type of painkiller, which helped for a little while, but Nori eventually was just too rock solid. And Alcaraz made a couple too many unforced errors. Sam, any official takeaways from you yesterday? Or on yesterday's action, I should say. Yeah, I mean, Courts is coming up
1: real big uh, recently uh, with a huge win over Nadal, obviously. But Nadal but he didn't really look like the form, uh, his top form uh, at the least. Uh, he absolutely destroyed Batista Go Hell of a win. Hell of a win against Augur. All winning those in two sets besides the one against Nadal. He's on a run and a very, very, very impressive one. But he has a very tough matchup coming up against Nori.
0: Well, if you want to actually look at the odds getting into that Nori match, it's pretty short. You'd assu- you would have assumed that Nori... Would have been closer to maybe, hell, maybe even minus 200. I mean, he's a top 10 player in the world. He just beat Alcaraz. He's looked good in the Swarm in the past and this year. He kind of figured he might be a big favorite, and yet he's not. And more money keeps coming in on Chorich. I believe Nori is down roughly to minus 155. Shopping around, I'm sure you can find bigger minuses or maybe even a smaller price here and there if you just shop. But the point is, it does seem like this is expected to be a very competitive match. And I think it should be as well. But does it surprise you at all that Chorich isn't a bigger dog here, considering the fact that Nori is a top 10 player in the world that has been very good on hardcore for the last couple of weeks?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, what did you say? What was the best one you found? Plus 155?
0: Uh, for Nori, I found minus 156. That's what I'm working with. Plus so I see on the course. So. I see Chorich around 130, give or take.
1: Right. Um. I think maybe maybe more of a plus one fifty would be fair, but I think the way that courts has been playing, I I think it's pretty fair, honestly, what we have here with the minus one fifty-five Nori and a plus one thirty. Maybe if you could find plus one fifty, um, that would be a good deal. But courts just has beaten everyone in two sets besides in the Dallas tournament. Uh six four six four against auger, six three six two against Bautista is really something else. that's
0: 14 aces in the first set against the which was absolutely wild
1: and we both said we were both watching against Nadal and realize, didn't realize that he could have such big service games but he really showed up and really served out. I mean, let's see I, I'm just checking the amount of aces he had against um, auger. he only had eight, but
0: that's not bad though because Felix is a lengthy guy.
1: Right, that's true, and Borna's, Borna Koric is 6-2. Um, it, it's really, he has been putting up a hell of a performance throughout this tournament here. I think the odds are actually pretty fair.
0: Yeah, I was just bringing it up because I'm sure a lot of people just blindly see a top 10 guy playing roughly minus, I found 146 now on Nori. So mm-hmm. I feel like some people might have just blindly considered it because he's a top 10 player. But a new question about fatigue, because George had a lot easier time in the last round uh, yesterday, to be specific, because George won in straight sets, which took an hour and 40 minutes. Still a little bit long, but the point is six four six four definitely manageable. But you're looking at the Nori Alcaraz match, in addition to being the latest match, it broke the three-hour mark. So I do wonder if Nori is going to be fatigued. We know he's a very fit player. He's one of the fittest players on the court. So I do think that he should be able to overcome it to some degree. But I do wonder if the constant running around against Alcaraz might result in a bit of a slow start for him against Chorich or at least a below average effort compared to what his normal form is. But I kind of agree with you. I actually am kind of intrigued by Chorich here. I just really like how he's played in this tournament and the serves we've talked about briefly, but I always knew George was a decent server. I thought he topped out mostly at like 120, low 120s, and then I watched him against Nadal and he's bombing away at 134. I didn't know when that happened, but he was really impressive with serving. The forehand's been steady, the backhand's been steady, and the most important thing, he's been healthy. And George was a top, ten, uh, top 20 player in the world. He probably had top 10, top five upside. He just couldn't stay healthy. And it's nice to see him fully back and being able to regain that form they had a couple of years ago because he has had a real rough go of it health-wise recently. And it looks like he's come out on the other side as good as he ever was. So since we kind of went out of order, but we did kind of pivot since the Nori match was the craziest one yesterday, who are you picking to advance to the final?
1: Uh this one's this one's tough between Korich and Ori because of uh like you said, the fatigue against Alcaraz going two tiebreakers in that match. Um I'm actually gonna go on the side of the underdog ranked hundred fifty second in the world. I'm going with Korich here. Um it was slight underdog, plus one fifty I would take. Um anything lower I'd kinda stay away from just because of value perspective. But I'm taking Korich to actually win this match.
0: Well, to go through some of the lines that I forgot to mention, I mentioned the money lines for the spread on games. Nori minus one and a half is minus 120. I see plus one and a half at even money. Uh, The individual game totals. Chorch is at 12 flat with juice towards the over at minus 135. The under is plus 105 the other way. And Nori is over 12 and a half at minus 135 plus 12 and a half. Uh, Sorry, uh, under 12.5 is plus 105 the other way. But the total is around 23.5, 22.5. Shopping around, it's somewhere around there. But I think I'm going to agree with you here. I think that Chorich can definitely serve his way to a very competitive match. And Nori, even though he ended up beating Alcaraz, Alcaraz was really atrocious on break points, which has become a common theme. We saw that against Sinner on several occasions but Nori saved 11 of 13 break points that uh, faced. So Algaraz was involved pretty, I'd say, intensely in almost every one of his service games. And yet Nori made the big serves when they mattered, but I'm not sure how long or how much you can get away with letting your opponent kind of poke around in your service games. And Shorich has been handling his serve very well. So I think I agree with you. I do like the over. I think it's going to go three sets. I don't think mm-hmm. George absolutely cooks him, and I don't think Nori cooks him either. I think you're going to see a back-and-forth matchup, which is why we like the plus money. But if you want to talk about a potential long-shot play, I don't necessarily mind Corich in three. I think you're going to see a long match, and even though Nori is fit, I do wonder how much the Alcaraz match took out of him because he was on the court for three hours and he was the late match, which is a bit concerning. But Chorich to win in three sets, I I found plus 425. Any interest? Uh, um,
1: for, I'm going to actually disagree with you on, on if it goes three sets. I understand the fatigue factor. Um, definitely a factor when it comes to uh, playing these matches where you play every single day.
0: So you think Nor- So you think that Nori just gets cooked because you like Chorich and you're not sold on three sets?
1: But yeah, I'm not sold on three sets. I'm not. I'm not saying that it won't happen. I just I'm going to stay away from that bet because of the fact that Korich, every single match besides the Nadal match, has one and two. I don't know about his mental stamina when it comes to getting into third sets. Um, Nadal really didn't. Show up completely yeah. in that match So I'm really kind of disregarding that But we really haven't seen him play th- Three sets this tournament So I'm staying away just because of that fact um, I don't know how he, He's going to achieve in the third set Not saying he's going to lose But or I'm not saying he's going to win either I don't, I, I, In the third I, I think he's going to win the match But um, what I'm saying is I'm not Taking a, a long shot there with the uh, At the three sets I do like the over though
0: Fair enough. I'll just throwing it out there that there is some potential value if you like George winning a marathon. But now mm-hmm. we're gonna go backwards and talk about the early matchup. It kind of makes sense we did it first because the Nori Chorge matches the late match, even though I feel like the Medvedev Sitsipas one should be the late one because they're the they're two of the top five, ten players in the world based on Mm -hmm. ranking, which I find kind of interesting. But I guess the argument was to allow Nori extra time to rest for this match, the game, the late one. But I consider the Medvedev-Sitsipas won the main event. So to go through the actual lines there, Medvedev is favored, obviously. And he is a pretty hefty favorite, around minus 260, minus 270. Sitsipas, the other way around, is around plus 230 or so. If you want the games, Medvedev minus three and a half games, is plus 105. Pass 3.5 is minus 125. Uh, if you want to get a little bit easier for Medvedev, you can get 2.5 games at minus 145. And the over-under is set at 22.5, minus 122 the over. Sam, I'm going to let you go first. We know that Medvedev has had a ton of success against Sitsi Pass most recently in the Australian Open when he beat him in four sets, and I believe the semis. But... You have any thoughts on this match? Any chance Tsitsipas has a pull in the upset, or do you just think that Medvedev rolls?
1: Uh, I think Medvedev rolls through. Um, mostly, reason being, yeah, Medvedev owns him on the hard court. Uh, when they play each other, they play each other seven times on hard court. Medvedev is six and one. Tsitsipas is one and six. Uh, he's got that eighty-six percent win rate on hard court against them. Uh, but if you also, if I, if I'm looking down the statistics here. Uh, every single time Medvedev has also won the first set, he's won the match. That's something to take consider when you're taking bets, if you're taking specific sets. Wagering, if you're considering the first set, you might as well maybe even take him to nothing. But I just think that Medvedev is going to steamroll Tsitsipas like he has done in the past. Uh, Tsitsipas also had a long match against Isner. Well, relatively long, you know, Isner yeah. matches. Could Every be, point was two, could be sh- was two
0: seconds, but still. It went three right. Sets.
1: It still went three sets. It went two hours, 17 minutes, uh, where Medvedev hasn't dropped a set, so he's fresh. But Medvedev has just owned Tsitsipas in the past here on hard court. Um, Like I mentioned before, the 6-1. But I really don't see a way that Tsitsipas could really pull through unless he really, really, really outperforms him, which I'm not going to be betting on. I'm going to be looking more at the Medvedev side. I'm going to expect at least two breaks from Medvedev in this match. At least, at least two yep. breaks, uh, which can definitely give you a win at a minus two and a half. Or minus three and a half, uh, depending on Pass winning a set, and then you see if you see Medvedev two nothing, it's minus one fifteen. I probably look at a minus three and a half at plus plus money or even money actually plus one plus
0: one hundred. I found plus one hundred five, so there is plus money out there.
1: All right, sweet. And then also, I don't know if there's better um, better value than the minus one fifty five for the minus two and a half. But like if if you could some if someone could find out there maybe a minus minus one thirty. Uh, I think that would be an easy play for tomorrow with only laying a little bit of juice there. In I found fact, I found 145.
0: Cents. Take it or leave it.
1: Take it or leave it at minus 145?
0: Yeah, that's the best line I see.
1: No, I'll take the minus 3.5 plus 105.
0: Okay. Uh, for me in this one, I'm going with Medvedev as well. Uh, I actually watched them play live against each other in the U.S. Open in their second career meeting, and Medvedev beat him in four sets uh, rather convincingly. But... I feel like Medvedev, not even just based on the head to head, but conceptually, it's really just an awful matchup for Sitsipas because Sitsipas, we know the main problem he has is unforced errors, whether it's the forehand or the backhand. His strokes are known to kind of self-destruct at times, and we know that mentally, whether it involved the blow up against Kyrios, the in-match coaching against Verev a couple of years ago, he's had some issues mid-match of being able to fully maintain proper focus. And as a result, I really think it's a ticking time bomb against Medvedev because he's going to force Sitsipas to hit so many extra balls. And I feel like it's going to really come back to bite Sitsipas because he might hit a couple of shots that would be winners against the decent portion of the tennis uh, professionals, but Medvedev's not one of them. And we've seen it in the past, the classic cliche with Nadal. You always have to hit the extra shot. You got to do this. You got to do that. It's a really underrated trait that the great players have Djokovic as well. And Medvedev's no different because we saw in the break point that he had that he converted on against Fritz in the second set yesterday, he was diving around. He had a couple of shots, which looked like Fritz just had the point over with and Medvedev ended up forcing enough extra shots where Fritz eventually missed the forehand and got broken. I just think Sitsipas's strokes are a little bit too unreliable and Medvedev's court coverage is so good and a serve is also good. So Medvedev should defend his serve relatively well. I just think that Sitsi Pass is going to have a hard time keeping the unforced error count down. And I think that's going to decide the match.
1: Yeah, I I think Pass. the only way he really has a shot here, if he gets into a tie break. And if he gets into a tie break, then it's really a coin flip. Uh, time break, tie break's head-to-head is literally 50-50. Uh, they got into four, both have won two. So... I think that's the path for Tsitsipas. If he's able to pull out the first or second set with the tiebreak win and then maybe get to that third set and finish him off, that would be the only real path for Tsitsipas here. Like you said, it's a really bad matchup for him.
0: Does it concern you at all that Tsitsipas is also making a deep run in doubles?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, the, the, it's definitely a fact to consider uh, on a sta- on the stamina level, especially because the Tsitsipas uh, doubles match... I believe it's the semifinals tomorrow. Is scheduled for forty minutes before his singles match, so that definitely, definitely could play a factor there. Especially if that that doubles match really becomes a war as well, in which case he might be extremely fatigued for his for his Medvedev match. I I don't even know if Tseybov will play this doubles. We'll, we'll have to see. No, they, they're going to bump. They're going to bump it.
0: They're gonna bump. You think it. he's
1: gonna bump it afterwards?
0: I saw it with uh with Evans in Montreal last week. He had a deep doubles run after uh during the his deep singles run, and he ended up uh, he lost that really intense match to Karenya Busta, and then 45 minutes later he had to play doubles, even though the doubles match was scheduled a couple hours before that. So they're pretty flexible. I'm assuming they're gonna move the doubles match to after the singles match, but it's the fact that he's gone to three sets in each of the last two doubles matches and 10-7. It's been very competitive. Him and Rune, though, apparently make a good team. But I do question the fatigue there, or at least a concern, if Medvedev really goes to brick wall mode, I think Sitsipas will have problems. But at some point, it's also mental block. I feel like there are some guys that some players just can't beat. And from what I've seen, Sitsipas has really, really just been bamboozled by Medvedev on a regular basis. And I see a similar story here because Medvedev, we talked about before, based on what we saw from Nadal in the first round, Medvedev's the second best hardcore player in the world right now. You can argue number one, you can argue it. I would still go Djokovic, but the point is Medvedev at this stage of just health wise, he's definitely better than Nadal right now. Oh yeah, for sure. And I don't know what Cissipa's ranks in hard court because he made the semis of the Australian Open. He also lost to Alcaraz last year in the US Open. And a reminder that he's never made a grand slam final in any of the hardcourt events. So I just think I think Medvedev's significantly more comfortable in hardcourt.
1: Right. Uh, yeah, it definitely is definitely. Is it that it's hardcore is Medvedev's surface? He's like you said, second best in the world on it. Um it, it's just uh, Tsitsipas is more better better on the clay side, and obviously. The but but yeah, Medvedev is way more comfortable on the hard court. And like I said before, a, I think Tsitsipas needs a tie break in this match to have a chance of taking the, the win here.
0: Yeah, I think that in order for Tsitsipas to win, he either needs Medvedev to have a really, really off match, duh, or Tsitsipas really limits the errors and just hits past Medvedev, good luck with that one, because I don't see that happening. But those are hypotheticals where he could win, but I really don't see it. I think Medvedev is one of the worst matchups possible for Tsitsipas. 100%,
1: but, but we also have, I just want to mention before we move on, we have a couple of futures lines here. We have Medvedev as the favorite, obviously, to win the tournament at minus 140, Tsitsipas plus 350, Nori plus 350, and Korich at plus 900. What, what what are you thinking on on the, just seeing those odds and seeing the match odds um, that we talked about a little earlier?
0: I mean, going into yesterday's matches, Chorich was mostly available at around thirty five to one. I saw him at sixty six to one, which I thought was insane. But of course, that line has moved dramatically to nine to one now, because not only did he beat Felix, but Alcaraz lost. And even though Nor, you can argue is a better player than Alcaraz. Nori's still one of the most underrated players on tour or the most underappreciated players on tour. We know Alcaraz is a highlight guy. He's extremely talented. Everybody's expecting him to once again be the next phenom. So the fact that he lost definitely took a lot of, I'd say, appeal aw- I'd say, away from the others and more towards George, which is why it's down to nine to one. I still like nine to one. What do you think the favorite price would be for Medvedev or Sitsipas if George ends up getting past Nori? Is Medvedev minus six hundred? Is he minus four hundred? What do you think the price would be? I think Sitsipas would be somewhere around minus two fifty, minus two hundred.
1: Yeah, Sitsipas is definitely going to be a little bit less than Medvedev on the on the minus scale, but I'd see Medvedev around a minus four four twenty five.
0: Yeah, I said four fifty, give or take, and pass, I see like two twenty five.
1: Maybe minus three seventy five, somewhere around there. Um, where Pass, yeah, minus minus. I don't even. I don't even think it could be. It could be minus two twenty, two minus two hundred. It could be lower honestly. as
0: well because I mean, George
1: beating Nori. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of confidence to betters.
0: Yeah, so I like the value on George. We both think he's alive in the match tomorrow. So, why not? I think that he could potentially pull it off. You could also hedge in the final if you want to. I think Medvedev's going to win the tournament. I mean, I'm not going to pretend that I'm picking a long shot because I think he has a realistic shot of winning, but if you want to talk about where value is, I think Medvedev is not that appealing. I guess you can compare the hypothetical money line against George or Nori and do a parlay calculator with the money line against Sitsipas and see if you're getting ripped off or not at minus 140. But we just saw Medvedev beat the crap out of Nori in Los Cabos. And I know for a fact Medvedev is the most comfortable player on hardcourt here. He's the most talented player on hardcourt here. He's also number one in the world. I'm not going to pick against him. I guess the one concern is that Medvedev has really not been that great in finals this year. But he exercised those demons and beat Nori a couple weeks ago. I'm going with Medvedev. I just think that he's too well-rounded.
1: Yeah, I think as I look at the odds that there's only two two players here of the four that are worth even picking, and that would be Medvedev or, Cor- or Korich. Uh, Tsitsipas is an absolutely horrible price at plus 350 when you consider the fact that he is already a plus 220 in this match. Tomorrow against Medvedev, and then if he plays Nori, it could be very close to a coin flip. Nori, I wouldn't be surprised if he was favored a little bit. Uh, it, it could be very close there, and I think a plus three fifty makes absolutely no sense to take. If you could, you, if you would be able to parlay both, I know obviously you can't because we don't know, but if you're able to parlay both you get a much better price than plus three fifty, so sixty plus makes no sense, and Nori will be a pl- definitely plus money against Medvedev. Big plus money also, like plus, I would say plus 200 or more and plus 350 doesn't make any sense. You want to go with the long shot of course. You think he's going to roll through, maybe have a hedging opportunity live match against Medvedev Uh, plus 900 makes sense. Minus 140 also makes sense for Medvedev. You're laying a little juice there, but the other two players just absolutely makes no sense in terms of value.
0: I just can't get over the fact that Medvedev was dealing with a little bit of a cut on the webbings of his fingers at the end of the first set in Los Cabos and he responded by winning the final eight games against Nori like it was a it was a murder i, really? I mean I, I the first set was competitive medvedev was serving it out and then he got broken serving for the set so even though it was 7-5 in the first one it could have easily been 6-4 6-0 though like i don't think Nori's got a shot in hell to beat medvedev uh, George, maybe if he serves extremely well, maybe I still don't think he would. Mm. We're on the same page there. We both think that Medved is probably going to win, but for value, I don't mind a flyer on George. Uh, Anything else you want to add before we uh, move on to the next segment? Let's move on. Cool. So we're going to get into the lock and dog portion of this podcast, but before we do all that, we're going to a quick word from our sponsor. We're also brought to you by Run Your Pool. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game more important. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun, from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our annual SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. It is free to enter, and there are tons of amazing prizes that will be announced soon. Hop in now to reserve your spot. Get in over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com survivor. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com survivor. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. And they also just passed 4 million users. And now you could win money on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money that you put in. And with the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. The main reason why I'm excited about the over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I could join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I could see and copy my friend's with just the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group at, uh, on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com SGP, and you'll get $100 matched on your first deposit, Terms and conditions apply. See sleepers' terms of use for details. We're also brought to you by Trade Coffee. Do you like to have delicious coffee delivered straight to your home? Then Trade Coffee has you covered. Trade Coffee connects customers to the freshest and best-tasting coffee they've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. On top of that, Trade Coffee also has a team of coffee experts that personally taste test over 450 roasts so they know exactly what to recommend for you. All you have to do is answer a couple of questions and you'll get your own personalized variety of coffees delivered fresh to you as often as you like. Trade also, has a great deal going on right now. They're offering new subscribers a total of $30 off their first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee absolutely free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com SGP and let trade find you a coffee that you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. We're also brought to you by Dave. We've all been in a situation or two. At some point in our lives, we were a little bit short on cash. Maybe you can only afford a couple of gallons of gas or maybe you got another save the date and you're wondering how you're supposed to afford a gift. That is where Dave can help you. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill up your tank, buy a wedding gift or even to catch up on your bills. All you have to do is download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to Dave.com com slash legal instant transfer fees apply banking provided by evolve member fdic future you will thank you welcome back everybody to the tennis gambling podcast sam and i just broke down the semifinals matches in particular and the very very limited outrights that are available involving obviously the winners but there's only four people left but we went through that market as well now it's time to get into the fun stuff the immediate lock and dog segment where we talk about our favorite plays from the matches on Saturday Sam, since you're back from vacation, I'm going to let you go first. What's your lock?
1: Vacation, quote, end quote. I'm going to go with some, I mean, I think Medvedev is going to roll through. He has two great matches for him coming up. If he has to play Nori or Korich, it won't really matter. It's going to be an easy match for him or a high-quality opportunity for Medvedev to take this tournament. I'm going to go with Medvedev to actually just win the tournament at minus 140. If you want to only do one match and you don't want to go all the way for the outright, uh, um, I would recommend maybe the Medvedev to win the first set and win the match because he has never lost against Medvedev when he wins the first set. Against Tsitsipas, you mean. Yeah, Medvedev against Sitsipas. So if you want to go with the the match, um, I would go with that one because of uh, the history behind it, but I'm going very simple. I'm going very easy. I'm kind of doubling down on my pick before that you mentioned on the last podcast, the top bracket, but I really don't see Medvedev losing to anyone in the rest of the school. Medvedev minus 140, not a problem. Take it home.
0: Do you think he drops
1: a set? Uh, he could drop one, but I don't think it'll be in the final. Maybe okay. it'll be against Tsitsipas in a tie break. That's, okay. that's really the only thing I see, and that's why I'm not going with the spread uh, or anything like that. I'm just going to be taking Medvedev to win it all, and I think that's the easier path.
0: And what is your dog for the episode?
1: I'm going to go with a match that is tomorrow, and I'm going to go with Korich at plus 130. I think his the confidence level is very high for Koric. His quality of play is extremely high. Does beat Auger. You know, Auger and Nori have been going back and forth. Um, kind of the same level quality of tennis. Nori maybe a little slighter edge of course, Auger was back in Canada. So uh, that was when he was able to beat him to nothing. So, uh, you know, I think Korich is definitely live in this match. And you're getting decent plus money here, plus 130. I'm going to stick with Borna Koric to beat Nori here for my dog.
0: So for me, I'm going to go with the play that you actually just mentioned in passing as my lock. I'm going to take Medvedev to win the first set and win the match. At minus 140, uh, you mentioned how he's undefeated against Paz when he wins the first set. We've seen Medvedev really just do a great job of dealing with adversity, whether it comes to facing break points or just dominating tiebreakers in the first set. But I do think that Sitsipas is going to come out maybe a little bit flat after the three-set doubles match and the three-set match against Isner. I think Medvedev could potentially win the first set 6-4. I saw minus one and a half games in the first set for Medvedev at minus 130. I'd rather just take him to win the set at 140 and win the match. I don't think Tsitsipas comes back from a set down. But Medvedev, from what we've seen recently, whenever he drops sets, is usually not the first one. He's really, really good at getting himself a lead. And even the match he lost to Kyrios, for example, he won the first set. So I do think Medvedev will start very, very quickly. And I do think he's going to apply maximum pressure to Tsitsipas early on and waiting for Pass to blink Give give me Medvedev to win the first set and the match at minus 140.
1: Yep, makes a lot of sense. Uh, That's the one I mentioned before. I think it's a good way to take just the match and not have to worry about, you know, Saturday and Sunday.
0: And for my dog, this one is going to be pretty tricky. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with the dog. Um, Let me see what I can come up with really, really quickly. All right, I'm going to go with an off-the-board dog. I'm going to go to women's tennis. What the? I'm going to take Garcia on the money line against Sabalenka. Uh, from what I've seen so far in the women's tournament, Garcia went through qualifying. She's been incredible. She beat Pagula in straight sets, beat Mart- uh, Martins in straight sets, beat Zachary in three sets, beat Martich in two sets. She went through qualifying as well. Sabalenka, I've seen her in a couple of really long matches, mostly involving Rogers, where... She basically choked away the second set and then ended up rallying for the third. But I am really have not been impressed with her serving. And I feel like she's definitely vulnerable into getting herself into trouble, whether it involves double faults or not. But Garcia has been really, really good. And it seems like fatigue has really not played a factor at all in that match, but in uh, her run so far. But in the head-to-heads, they've been very close. And they have played three matches. Sabalenka, uh, Sabalenka lost the last one in 2018. Uh, All three of them are actually in 2018. Sabalenka won in Beijing in three sets, and they actually played in Cincinnati in 2018. And Sabalenka beat her in three, winning, I believe it was 7-5 in the third. But for value alone, I like how Garcia's played. She really kicked the crap out of Pagoula yesterday, and that really surprised me. So I'm going to go with Garcia off the board. I don't want to copy you with George. So I'm going to go with Garcia to beat Sabalenka. I'm hoping Sabalenka's serve self-destructs enough where Garcia can rack up a couple of breaks.
1: Uh, listen, I, I hate to blow up your spot here, um, but this is kind of sacrilegious. We just broke down the men's men's place here, and you're going off the book. I understand you threw that you threw the women's match out there. And I did want to hear that breakdown, but you got to give us also a men's one here after we've broken down the men's matches.
0: That is fair, but I do want to at least remind everybody that the first episode we ever did with Wimbledon, my dog was Jack sock and Kudala in men's doubles. Uh, I've gone off the board before <laughs> I've gone off the board before there is a precedent set. If you want a men's underdog pick or a plus price option, I got to go with Chorich as well. Uh, if you want to get really dangerous, go for maybe the over two and a half sets. If you want to go for like a plus one fifty, plus one sixty price, I just think Chorich is alive, and I am concerned about the fatigue for Nori after playing that marathon match. I think Chorich has a shot. So for the men's side, I'll go with Chorich, and you know maybe two one a plus four seventy or whatever I said before. If you like a huge price there, but my main dog. Is going to be Garcia on the women's side. I just think she's extremely comfortable in Cincinnati and Sabalenka's serving has really been inconsistent. I think it's going to be your undoing.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. And um, I know we've gone off the book. We mentioned Sock and Doubles before, but I just want to throw out there just a comparison. Medvedev, when you talked about your lock with Medvedev when first set and win match, there's a him? to win the first set as 200. So, we're really saving you 60 cents there. He's never lost when he won the first set. So.
0: Well, I mean, he lost to curious, curious when he won the first set. No, so, against yeah. Tsitsipas. You're against Again Tsitsipas. Tsitsipas, yeah. I mean, it's doable uh, in theory. I don't think Tsitsipas has the game for that. But, I mean, if you want to actually just look at Medvedev's results, he rarely drops the first set. And on hard court so far, he is actually perfect on uh, in first sets ever since they came back from the grass season so yeah he's been amazing in the first set and I think that should translate to a nice probably straight set win but maybe in three I think Medvedev wins the match though and wins the first set but uh that's going to do it for our actual picks in the lock and dog segment Sam anything else you want to talk about anything going on in your life what's up
1: I, I also, I, like you mentioned, the over two and a half sets. I kind of actually like that in the Korish nori match, but, uh, yeah, you'll find me here always on this podcast. And the last time I wasn't here, those lines came up at three 30 AM on a weeknight, uh, a school night. I had to go, you know, pack up and get my homework ready. So I. Uh, by, by that, you
0: mean work, but still, you know,
1: no, I got to get my textbooks, but yeah, you, you know how it is. Get, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, you'll find me on this podcast and you find me at, on Twitter at Sam Jacob Tennis. Find some controversial opinions, some fun uh, highlights I post on there. Uh, it's good content.
0: Yep. Should be a lot of fun uh, looking at the schedule for next week. We do have Winston-Salem, so we're going to be going into that one. And then we have the biggest tournament left on the calendar. We've got the U.S. Open about two weeks away, which should be very exciting. Final of the U.S. Open, by the way, scheduled for Sunday, week one of the NFL season.
1: That's exciting.
0: I don't know if that's so, a good, I don't know if that's good timing or not, but that's a pretty solid Sunday.
1: What was that Sunday um, that we were over at the sports book? We we're watching and uh, we we're watching same, football. And same one. Nadal, Medvedev, same, same thing, one. right?
0: That was Nadal winning seven five in the U.S. Yeah. Open final. So. That we were there for. Uh, it's going to be a similar scheduling spot there, but we do have Winston Salem up next. We were there
1: um, for in, in the sports book,
0: not in that. the sports book, yeah. But <laughs> I do want to at least acknowledge that I'm expecting a much weaker field in Winston Salem next week. So don't get extremely excited for the actual tournament. It might be a good long shot opportunity next week. You know, the defending champion is at Winston Salem.
1: Um, I don't know. I don't know about Isner, Ivashka. That's just crazy. When's the last time they played? Twenty. When's the last time that tournament went off? Last year or twenty
0: nineteen? Uh, let me see. But I is the w- r- most recent winner. So the point is, is that I am going to at least acknowledge the fact that it seems like a lot of the top top tier players, as they should, participate in Montreal. They participate in Cincinnati. Then Winston-Salem comes around, nobody shows up, and they get ready for the U.S. Open. But uh, it was last year, Avoshka won. Herc has won the year prior. Medvedev won in 2018. Agut, Busta, Anderson, Russell. uh, Melser, Isner twice. Uh, yeah, so expect a weaker field. Avoshka beat Yemmer in the final Ooh. in 2021. And Benoit Pair was the runner-up in 2019. So expect a weaker field, but we're still going to cover it anyway in the last tune-up match, uh, a tune-up tournament, quote-unquote, for the U.S. Open. But until the next episode, good luck to all of you and all your bets. Bye, everyone.